The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another super exciting podcast. Today in the house, I've got Nathan Kane. Nathan, I'm so happy that you're here. Nathan is a military veteran. And as you guys know, I'm big into helping anybody in the military, law enforcement, especially our veterans that, um, you know, uh, signed up for, you know, put their life on the line. So that's a big deal to me. It's a big deal to us over here. We want to take care of our veterans. Um, Nathan is also a cyber security expert. He has an interesting story about that. And if we have time, we can get into that. But, um, and he's also, what really excites me about Nathan is that he is a systems science engineer. Now, for those of you that have been following me for a while, you know, back a while back, we had on Dr. Shiva Ayaduri. Dr. Shiva Ayaduri is also a systems science engineer. And what, why that's so important is that people that are systems science engineers, there's probably somewhere between five to 10,000 of these types of folks like Nathan in the world that understand the systems of everything. And what this means is, is that um, when you look at things from a systems approach, there, you, there cannot be any mistakes. System science engineers build planes. If they make a mistake, people die. They build bridges. If they make a mistake, people die. In fact, Dr. Shiva, we were just talking about that earlier, Nathan, um, on his Monday night course that he teaches live. It's an MIT level course every, um, every Monday for the Truth, Freedom, Health um, movement that we're, we're part of over here. And if you guys would like to join the movement, check it out and come to one of Dr. Shiva's courses, you can just go to VA Victory America Shiva, S H I V A dot com forward slash join. You can join for free, you can join for 25 bucks or 100 bucks, become a warrior. It, you just get your feet wet. Go to his Monday night training. It's a three hour training. It's unbelievable. These guys, um, that's why it's so important. So, Nathan, with that background, that systems approach, he's also into health and herbs just like myself. So guess what? He was able to dig deep, use that engineering background and that system science approach to find out why these herbs that him and his wife were using in their home were working so well. So Nathan, it's uh, it's um, really excited to have you on here today, buddy. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me. This is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And you know, usually I get asked on to, to talk about cybersecurity or talk about my whistleblowing or you know, or any of these other things. So I actually enjoy to talk about something that's not so controversial. And uh, this is great. Yeah. So uh, Nathan and I met um, down at um, American, well, it's called AMP Festival, um, Americans, it was Americans American Priority, Priorities. Priorities Conference. And, you know, we met there and he started talking about natural herbs and the, and, and like the, he has this sweet gum tree in his yard and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was like, wow, this guy's like, he's like me. He's like regurgitating all this cool stuff about herbs. And I'm like, this is, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Hey, and I see you got a guitar back there. I do. I, yep, I play guitar and sing and write music. And I got to have a way of getting that creative uh, ability out of me. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, and just to guys give you an idea, the, the type of level of quality individual we have on here, um, 
before we get, I know you're going to want to do this, but before we get into all the herbs and stuff, why don't you just tell them like the one minute version of, <laughs> of like, you know, as a cybersecurity expert, sure. like what you did and you, you were, you were an FBI whistleblower. It was, it was actually a really big deal and what happened. Yeah. So, um, so I, back in uh, 2017, I was working as a, uh, uh, contractor for the FBI. They had hired me to help them develop their, uh, vulnerability management system. And so I was designing that and, um, and in the midst of my time there, I, I came across, discovered some information uh, that the FBI was covering up you know, some crimes related to the Clinton Foundation, Uranium One, uh, money laundering, a whole bunch of stuff like that. And I, uh, it's not something I wanted to find, um, but I you know, prayed about it and felt you know, that I wasn't going to be able to sleep at night you know, with knowing that what I knew without doing something about it. So... Uh, I took that information to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and blew the whistle uh, and eventually went through the ICWPA, which is the Intelligence Community Whistleblower Protection Act, and uh, brought that information to Horowitz. Uh, and then it was vetted and sent to both the, uh, the HIPSI, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, and the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. And, um, you know, the FBI thanked me for that service by raiding my home a few months, you know, after that. And uh, I was never charged, you know, with, uh, with anything because I didn't commit a crime. But uh, they certainly, you know, intimidated me and, you know, and uh, tried to scare my family and, uh, you know, put me through hell for about a year. And uh, I, you know, I walked away from it, um, you know, I think a bit uh, with a bit more understanding of, of the political backdrop of what happens within, you know, our justice system. And it's, it's really unfortunate, but it is a fact that there is not really truly equal justice under the law, like we're supposed to have. And, um, but, uh, you know, we'll see whatever happens, you know, with the information I handed over. Um, I do believe that, uh, uh, I know it was in Horowitz's office and I know that there was a report that had come out that John Durham had gone and collected information that had been handed over by a whistleblower. Uh, it could have been other whistleblowers besides me, but um, it was right around that time. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it was pretty clear that they had a, a very active case, several active cases going mm -hmm. on the Clinton Foundation, and they they shut it down. So, Well, that takes some big cojones to do what you did. So I really appreciate you doing that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here today is because you know, you're just, um, you know, a truth teller, right? And yep. you see something as it is, you just reminded me of my dad. It's like, do what's right. That's it. There's no other option. You only have your name. And, you know, my dad chewed me out a couple of times, <laughs> you know, he's like, look, you can, you can do whatever you want when I'm dead and gone, but as long as I'm alive, you cannot disgrace our family name, you know? And so, yeah. um, he was pretty hard on me on that and I'm, and I'm glad he was. So was, uh, I think we need a little bit more of that, you know, propping yep. people up and, doing what's right. So, all right. So you've done all that stuff and, um, you're a veteran, um, uh, whistleblower, but you're also, you know, um, a husband to, to mm -hmm. a beautiful wife, Melody. I got to meet her. Um, tell us about your kids. You got a couple kids. Uh, yep. I got four kids. Um, they're all adults now. And, uh, you know, I've got, uh, my oldest, uh, Barnabas. Uh, he is, um, you know, just a, very creative, very interesting kid. Uh, I call, still call him a kid, but um, he's uh, he's got uh, Asperger's syndrome, 
And uh, so it's been, you know, a really interesting road going down, looking to see, you know, he's got different things that, you know, are, are problems related to that, um, you know, health related problems. And so, you know, a lot of my search into different things has been, you know, partially to help find better solutions than what they currently, you know, prescribe, uh, you know, for mental health and things like that. Um, I've got a, uh, my second oldest son is, uh, he's in the the military. Uh, he's in the army. He joined the army, you know, after, I guess, after me. Mm-hmm. And um, he is a satellite uh, communications guy. And uh, so he's learning that. And then um, my third son, unfortunately, I, I don't get to, to keep in touch with him. Um, after the FBI situation happened, that kind of uh, created a rift with us, uh, mainly because the FBI uh, ended up interrogating his girlfriend's family for six hours. So, you know, that put a wedge uh, in there, but he is uh, pursuing a career in cybersecurity. And uh, so, you know, I'm hoping that he'll uh, you know, be successful in that. And hopefully one of these days we'll get back to talking to each other again. Yeah, that's crazy, um, man. My, my daughter, uh, she is also going into a career of cybersecurity. And um, so she's working right now as my assistant and I am uh, training her and uh, she's going to be going for her CISSP certification, which is a pretty big deal. So pretty excited about that, but they're great kids. Um, you know, we, we've got a, a beautiful home in uh, West Virginia and we're enjoying living in the country. And uh, so I've spent the, we moved out here after uh, around November ish. And we've been um, I've been spending the last, you know, few months basically cataloging all the different herbs growing on my property naturally. So uh, I've got a great little app for that and it's called picture it. Um, but you can take a picture and then it will tell you what herb it thinks it is. Sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong. So, you know, you might want to make sure they get pictures of it with flowers and stuff, but, um, but it's really cool. It's actually helped me a lot to be able to kind of identify stuff that grows around here naturally. That's awesome. So, um, well, man, I'm really sorry to hear about that deal with your son. I, you know, I went through a child custody battle and, you know, there was about seven, eight years there where yeah. I was limited contact with the kids, not what I wanted, especially being a super hands-on dad. So, um, man, that's really unfortunate where you have to, you yeah. know, you're doing what's right, trying to help protect your children and everybody else. And then these people um, do that to your family and interrogate yeah. and scare people and, and cause that wedge. So, you know, my, my yeah. heart goes out to you and your family for that situation, but I know you're in it for the long haul and it'll eventually, it'll yeah, come pray, around, especially what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I pray for him daily, you know, and uh, I, I still hope and uh, hold out hope that, you know, God will bring him back to us. So, yeah, I'm sure they will. So, yeah. Let's just get into the herb stuff, man. So okay. you got some really cool stuff to share. And I thought it was a really uh, good twist. And for me and for the listeners out there, this is another example. Like you don't have to wait for somebody else to heal you. You don't have to wait to come up with remedies. You can figure this stuff out for yourself. And as Nathan did, and you don't have to be a system science engineer to do it either. No. Nope. Right. You can pick up a few books. In fact, we got some takeaways. We have a few of his books that he picked up. So why don't you tell them your backstory and how did you get into the herbs and your family? And, and you got some really cool stories there. So I was about 14 years old and um, I never got to meet my grandfather. He passed away before I was born. And um, I was at my grandmother's house and, you know, just being a kid uh, looking through, you know, the, the 
closet where a bunch of junk was in there trying to, you know, find different things that, you know, I could take apart and put together. And that was just something I used to like to do. And um, so while I was in there, I saw this book and the book was called The Herbalist and uh, by Joseph E. Mayer. And it was written like the 1930s. And um, but it had pictures of different plants. And I, I picked this book up and and I, I just, I don't know, I just start, started looking through it and reading through it. And it was interesting. And I remember at the time I had an ingrown toenail and it was really painful. And I had, you know, knew, known other people at school that had to get surgery for it. And, yeah. um, and so I, I, you know, was looking through this book and what caught my attention was there was a section in there on how to cure an ingrown toenail. <laughs> and so I was thinking, really? And, and it, so this book covered a lot of things. It wasn't just herbs, but it also covered like you know, actual treatments. And it was really amazing. And so was your toenail infected? Yes, it was. Yeah. Did it have garlic was a part of the option? Yes, it was. So, so, so what I did was I, I, um, I basically pulled the toenail back, you know, got some, some antibacterial herbs in there. And I, to be honest, I don't remember all of the ingredients, but they were in that book. And the most important thing, though, is that it had you take your foot and put it in hot water and soak it in hot water and then put it in a hot, an ice bath and then put it back into hot water and then put it back into an ice bath. And, you know, and um, I guess the, the the point of that was to cause expansion and contraction and cause blood flow. That's right. So and it worked. Uh, the, the ingrown toenail went away and I was cured and. And so that was kind of my first experience with, you know, dealing with, you know, herbs and, when, and how natural old were you when remedies. You cured yourself? 14. Yeah, okay. 14 years old. So, dude, when I was 16, mm-hmm. that's when I had my first ingrown toenail. And I got wow. it because I was catching in baseball. Um, yeah. And this one team, I usually, you know, I liked catching, but I, I rather, I played other, I played all positions, but I just did it because I was the guy that could, right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the way you're setting your toenails, anyway. Um, I had, I yeah. went through the surgery thing. I didn't have, you know, the herbalist book. I didn't run into that. I wasn't lucky enough. So, you know, ingrown toenails are very painful. Yes, they are infected. And what sucks about it, if you would have went in to get that surgery is the way they administer the, um, the, the local anesthesia is they, 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 they stick it in the tip of your toe oh, down along gosh. the bone, which is exactly what oh. they were using in torture. Like over in Vietnam, they take bamboo shreds and yep. they would stick down people's toes. Cause it's a highly bundled nerve area and yeah. it's tremendously painful. So the shot they would, they gave me like a wooden thing to bite on mm. just to get the shot. Right. So then once I got the shot and you get in there, it's like, it's painful as hell. And then it numbs it up and then yeah. they, then you can't even feel anything. And then they literally take a third. And for those of you, I'm just, co- I'm just covering oh. this because this is important because if you, hopefully you'll just do it naturally. We'll show you. But if you do have to have it cut, you want to make sure that they start a third of the nail. And then from, from the top, they take scissors literally. And then they, and they want, you want them to angle it then towards the outer back corner, but leave, you know, take a little bit, there's still a section of it there. It's not just angled completely to the corner, but leave maybe a, I don't know, three sixteenth of an inch and then do that because if they go straight down or do it, it'll come, it came back on me. Right. So, so I got it done right the first time it healed. And then um, it it came back on me and, and years later, and then I got it done again. And then years, years later, it came back again 
And this guy cut it in uh, an emergency room in Seattle. And I was like, dude, like, no, you need to go over more. It's a third. You got to angle it. And he's like, no, no, you don't need to do that. I'm like, dude, it's numbed up now. I don't want to have to come in and bite that damn wood again and get that shot in my toe. Just freaking take it off. And he, I, we were arguing and he wouldn't do it. And then guess what? Within a week, I was back in there and the doctor's like, what the hell? Who did this? They should have went over a third and angled it. And I'm like, I know. I was so oh. pissed, dude. I was so pissed because then I had to go through that damn four mm -hmm. shots. So my son got an ingrown toenail when he was about, I don't know, probably about 16, playing sports and stuff. Yep. And it was infected. Yeah, it was soccer he, for me. He couldn't even touch it. And I said, hey, I learned about garlic and olive oil. So you take one third fresh pressed organic garlic. That's right. Olive two, oil, I remember, was part of the recipe. Two, thir yeah. two thirds olive oil. Press yeah. that garlic in the olive oil. Stir it up. You have to let it set because uh, garlic is, I think, like 3.3 on the pH scale. So it's very acidic, very caustic, and it'll burn your yeah. skin when it's pressed like that. In fact, I saw, um, Nathan, I saw like uh, like a visual where they took garlic and you could see the, and then there was bacteria. And yep. then just the cloud, just the, the gas coming mm -hmm. off the garlic, 100% kill rate on the bacteria. Like, oh yeah. For topical bacteria, there is nothing more powerful than garlic. Yeah. Like, Works, like works great uh, in, you know, in the, for ear infections. Yep. Ear uh, infections, it, it, yeah. any, any infection topically. So what we did oh, yeah. was, is we, we put, we changed the bandage three times a day within two days, all the infection was gone. You could actually touch his toe again. Then we reached under there and started packing cotton under there and then just let it grow out and he was fine. So awesome. anyway, um, we just wanted to, if, if I like the toenail things like near and dear to me, cause I had to get four different times. I had that oh. needle go down the tip of my toe and it's painful. Yeah. All right. So I've had, I've had it happen, uh, probably two or three times always because either I cut my toenail too short. Mm -hmm. Um, I finally learned to, to use the flat cutters yeah. and not the rounded yeah, ones cut, on my toes. Cut, cut them straight across. Yeah. And that, that stopped it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I had it happen a couple of times and every time I went back to using that treatment and it, and it worked. That's awesome, dude. And uh, so, so that, that's how I got, you know, kind of interested in it. And then I really started reading that book and um, they had a farmer's market near my house. And I remember going to the farmer's market and I talked to my parents into, you know, giving me some money to go and buy a bunch of herbs. And so I started growing herbs in the garden and I found out really fast that a lot of herbs um, you know, unlike flowers or, or other, you know, vegetables or things like that, they just want to be thrown in the dirt and left alone. Most herbs, if you water them or if you, you know, if you try to give them fertilizer, it kills them. So it yeah. took me a while to, I went through several batches, but I finally figured it out. And, um, uh, I started growing, you know, several other herbs. One of the herbs that I ended up getting was called mullen mm -hmm. and, uh, and I bought it, but you know, it grows everywhere around here. I mean, I see it like, you know, on the side of the road all the time when you're exiting the freeway and it's right there. And that's that, that. Yeah. Plant so for those, those of you that are watching us on YouTube or other video, I'm there showing you a picture of mullen. Now this is its first year growth. Yeah. You, you'll probably notice it. And this is like maybe second or third year where it pops up and it starts getting these um, yellow flat, whoops, these yellow flowers. Yeah. We'll start so, popping out. So I found out, um, so I, I, you know, back then I didn't know, you know, they didn't have the internet back then. So I, you know, I had these books. And so I remember reading in the book that it said that Mullen was really good for, um, for bronchial dilation and for healing the lungs from lung ailments. And I had a, uh, the native Americans, they would smoke it and that's how they would, you know, how they would use it. Um, but I, you know, would make teas and things like that from it. And, 
I used to get chronic uh, bronchitis growing up in Los Angeles. And every year it would be really bad and it would just continue on until I was coughing up, you know, chunks of my lung, I'm assuming. And, uh, but it was really bad. And I remember one year, my brother had it really bad and it was right around the time I was learning about Mullen. So I went and I cut some leaves and I, I talked to him. I said, Hey, you know, I've got something that I think will help you. And I, I made him, um, a, a concoction, basically a really strong tea, uh, steeped with, you know, Mullen leaves and he drank it. And the next day he woke up and his lungs had cleared up. And so that was like, I was like, holy moly, this stuff works, you know? And, yeah, that's awesome. and, uh, and so he, he never forgot that. So he calls me every once in a while, say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, I've got this issue or I've got that issue or my kid's sick with this, you know, what, what do I need for it? So, <laughs> How old were uh, you when you helped your brother? Uh, about 15 or so. It was right around that same time that I just kind of, Oh man, see, this is what I'm too. talking about. It's like, you're 14, you're 15, you're 14, you, you heal yourself of an ingrown toenail. Now you're 15, you heal yourself or heal your brother of bronchitis. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, this stuff's been around for a long time. Yeah, well, it, it has. And so, so what, what I found, the thing that was, was amazing to me, and, and there was a couple of other books that my grandfather had too. One was called um, uh, The Herb Book by John Lust. And the other one was um, Back to Eden by Jethro Kloss. And all three of these books were like written really long time ago before the, the pharmaceutical industry existed. Now they've done revisions since then, but originally I think they were all written in the thirties. And, um, you know, the pharmaceutical industry didn't exist, you know, really, um, you know, prior, prior to the world war two, I mean, it was world war two and world war one was, I think when they first discovered sulfa drugs. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, it was interesting. I read a, I, one of the things I love to do is I love to read um, books on scientific inquiry. And um, so I read a book called uh, the demon under the microscope, really good book. If you want to find out about the discovery of antibiotics and um, just um, amazing. And it's really well written. So it keeps your attention. Um, well, but, let's you know, do this. Have, I, we have to take a quick break. No problem. We get back. Let's get into that book, the demon under the microscope. We'll be right back. Humans only use 10% of the brain, and that can't change no matter how much we try. But you don't need to limit your body to the same standards. Bring your cells to 100% with Green 85 Juice Formula. Replace 85% of nutrients your body needs to function to the next level. Our chemical-free juice formula is 100% organic, contains no stimulants, and is made right here in the USA. Visit ChemicalFreeBody.com and get Green 85 shipped right to your door. ChemicalFreeBody.com What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Nathan Kane. Um, we're going to start getting, well, we just, we were talking about, uh, we did your backstory and, um, you know, you're like running around as a kid healing everything, right? That's pretty cool. So it doesn't really matter how old you are. This is awesome. You just got to plug into nature. So we've been talking about over here all the time, chemicalfreebody.com. We're all about getting the man-made chemicals out and getting people back to nature. That's the key. So you were just talking uh, about a book. It's called. It was called "The Demon Under the Microscope." Yeah, the, I can't remember who the who the author is, but um, it was a fascinating book. It, it talked about the problem that they were having, uh, you know, with gangrene. You know, during the Civil War, they would just, you know, if you got a bullet in the leg, oh, you know, break out the saw, cut the leg off, you know, because gangrene was such a serious problem. You know, guys were dying from it, and so in World War One the same thing, you know, guys weren't dying from actually being shot. They were dying from, you know, the infections that they would get after, 
you know, uh, shrapnel or after, a, you know, a bullet wound. And, uh, and they were still doing this, this thing. And so there was a couple of companies uh, that were, you know, rushing to try to find a cure for it. And uh, they, this uh, one group of scientists discovered uh, that by, by messing with the, the sulfa molecule, um, they were able to find, you know, a, a solution, uh, a drug that, you know, killed you know, the, this bacteria, unfortunately, um, you know, it, and, and the book talks about this in the end, it was found out that just plain old sulfa by itself, uh, is enough to kill this bacteria, you know, but they messed with the molecule and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and thought that that's what was actually doing it. And, and this is kind of where it gets into like, you know, my discovery, I guess that, you know, all I knew prior to that book was if I was sick, my parents sent me to the doctor, they gave me antibiotics, you know, or they give me pain medication or they give me, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, you know, somehow it was made by science, you know, and I didn't know anything else. And it wasn't until I read this book that I realized, whoa, there was this whole level of medicine that existed here in this country prior to, uh, you know, the pharmaceutical companies. And, and I don't want to bash too hard on because there's a lot of drugs that they do make very effectively and, you know, and they, they do great things. But, um, but one of the things that I found is that no matter who it is, any doctor that I go to, they don't seem to know anything about nutrition. And, and that's one thing that's really um, always amazed me. And uh, there seems to be a disconnect. Um, you know, you would think with all the new uh, discoveries of geno- uh, genetics and things like that, um, you know, that, that doctors would be more, um, you know, in the know on, on how your, our own genes are being affected by things and, you know, can be the reason for cause of deficiencies and things like that. So, uh, I'll share another real quick story that kind of gets into that. So my son had, uh, my oldest son, he kept having problems with, with his teeth and, you know, he, he'd had like one or two teeth pulled and, you know, they were just rotting and it didn't matter if he was brushing his teeth. Like I had him brushing his teeth three times a day and it just did not matter. So I started researching on, and I, and I was looking up, um, you know, is there, there any disease that can affect, um, calcium, you know, absorption or cause, you know, tooth decay that is not related to just standard, you know, gingivitis cavities and that sort of thing. And I read that there was something called rickets of the teeth. And what rickets is, is it's a deficiency of vitamin D. And, um, and of course, vitamin D plays a critical role in our body's ability to absorb calcium. So I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm done with these dentists. I'm done with these doctors. Take them down and you tell the doctor, we want them tested for vitamin mineral deficiencies, period. I'm not doing anything further until they do that. So the doc, so she went down demanded the, them order a test and, and they agreed. Uh, and it came back, he was very deficient in vitamin D. So I was right. So I started making him, you know, supplement in vitamin D and, um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, we took him to the dentist and his teeth are looking a whole heck of a lot better. And these had, you know, he had no cavities and I mean, it's just like amazing the difference, you know, that, that occurred. Um, you know, I had, uh, uh, one of the things for me is, you know, so I, I, I was into herbs when I was young. But, you know, you get older and you get into other things. And, and I, I think I lost that book, you know, that my grandfather had in one of my moves, you know, one of my many military moves. And, you know, and I just kind of started living my life like typical, you know, Americans eating the typical American diet, um, you know, 
taken, you know, regular uh, prescription drugs for different ailments and things and kind of forgot about everything that I had learned when I was a kid. And it wasn't really until, um, till later in, in life when I, I got, you know, into my thirties and, uh, I'm, I'm 30, I think three years old. And, um, and, and I, my doctor diagnoses me with diabetes. Now I, I was a little bit overweight, but I wasn't like severely overweight. So it was like something was clearly wrong with my body mm-hmm. that it wasn't working right. So I started studying everything I could find on diabetes, how it worked, what caused it, you know, um, different studies on it, uh, if there was any medications that could help. And one of the things that I found, because so diabetes, you typically have high blood sugar, high cholesterol, and high blood pressure. And so they wanted to put me on, they put me on high blood, pr- or, you know, blood pressure pills, cholesterol pills, and they put me on, um, uh, you know, uh, metformin for, for blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So all of these things, by the way, had all kinds of side effects. Um, you know, some of them I could manage, other ones were just horrible. And, and I, I started researching, uh, the first thing that I started looking into was, um, was blood pressure. And, uh, and my dad at the time had, had been taking this product um, called uh, Miracle Arginine. And it was like this, basically a, a high dose of, of L-arginine um, and a high dose of L-citrulline. And the, the right combination is what matters. It has to do with bioavailability and your body's ability to absorb it. But it also had things in it like turmeric. It had uh, beetroot. It had, um, you know, all different resveratrol and, and all these other things. And the main thing, it was designed by a heart doctor. And the main thing that it does is it raises your nitric, nitric oxide in your blood to very high levels. And what that does is that, that, that dilates your, your vascular system. So it opens up all your arteries and, and everything. And I took a picture. So I had bought a laboratory grade microscope because I'm a nerd. And yeah, I was just going to say like, how many people I, are buying microscopes to look at their blood? <laughs> right. And I, and I took a picture, I took a picture of my blood. Um, I did a live uh, blood screen and I, I, you know, basically put a drop of blood on a, on a glass and then put mm-hmm. a glass plate over it. And I looked at it under a microscope. And what I found was that I had what they call rouleaued blood. So all my blood, red blood cells were stacked one on top of each other. It looked like, you know, coins, you know, stacks of coins. And then, you know, and then some Snakes. of them were just, yeah, aggregated and all like, you know, you know, joined together. And all of that is, is basically signs of inflammation. And uh, because what happens is your, your, as your epithelial cells get damaged, right, they're releasing, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, uh, a chemical. Just to, be, just to be clear, guys, in the inside of your arteries and your cap, your veins and stuff is this epithelial lining. So it's like the internal lining of the, of the artery, let's say. And those cells are actually the ones that set there. Those, those surface cells release the nitric oxide. So that's what's dilating your blood. So keep keep going. So, so basically what, what happens is when you have damage that's going on inside your, your, your arteries and your veins, um, it it releases this, this chemical. And I can't remember for life of me what it is, but, um, but, but what it does is it basically acts like glue. Okay. So it makes your blood sticky. And the reason for that is it's, it's to allow for cholesterol, you know, to basically, you know, stick to it 
and then plug those holes in your, your, your arteries and veins. And I, I'm kind of giving a very rudimentary explanation of it. But, but the problem is, is that it also creates problems where um, your, your blood flow and your um, circulation is, is impaired. Um, white blood cells, which, you know, they go and they clean your blood of all kinds of toxins and other things and bacteria and, and viruses. The, the white blood cells can't move. They can't move freely. You know, that's one of the reasons it's so important to drink water, right? Hydrating, um, you know, helps create more blood volume. Mm -hmm. And that blood volume, of course, allows your white blood cells to do their job and allows your red blood cells to circulate better. So, so all of this I'm reading about. And, um, and so I, I, you know, my dad was really concerned about my health. And so I swore to him, I would take it. It was expensive. It wasn't cheap, but you know, I bought it and or he, he bought it for me at first and, and I started taking it. And so, so I, I looked at my, my blood under the microscope, everything's all, you know, looks like a traffic jam in my arteries. And then I drank this drink and I just kind of like, wasn't even really serious about it. I thought, I wonder if this does, you know, how quickly this stuff works. Cause they claim that it like is absorbent. Your body absorbs it almost immediately. But, um, I decided, you know, five minutes after drinking this to check my blood again. And when I checked my blood again, my blood cells looked like almost like my 20 something year old sons. They were all separated. They were all flowing freely. They looked the way that blood cells are supposed to look. And so it was a huge wake up for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff actually does something. You know, I didn't understand quite how it worked, but I understood that it was doing something. So, so the next thing that I did was I started taking it every day. And, um, you know, I think it was maybe three months later, I went to the doctors for, you know, routine, you know, checkup and, um, and they take my blood pressure like they always do. And the doctor, you know, was like surprised. She says, you know, your blood pressure is like excellent, you know, uh, you know, and she, she thought it was the blood pressure medication that I was on. And I informed her at that time that I had not been taking my blood pressure medication. In fact, I stopped taking it pretty much the day they gave it to me. And I had been on this, you know, supplement that causes vasodilation. She said, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Yeah. Fast, that's always so say, so fast, fast forward. Um, I went through this whistleblowing thing and, uh, and I, you know, was under an incredible amount of stress and, um, you know, and I, I also had had some incidences that may have indicated that somebody tried to poison me. I ended up in the hospital, ended up an emergency room. They did all kinds of tests, but in the process of doing all these tests, they did like every test on the heart that you could imagine. You know, uh, the heart doctor had me do a nuclear stress test, a echocardiogram, EKG, uh, you know, a, um, a calcium score uh, where they basically inject you with the stuff that lights up and stick you in a, a CAT scan and take pictures of your heart in between beats. And what came out of it was I, when I went back to the doctor to go over all the results, the doc goes, she goes, how, how long have you been diabetic? And at, by that time I'd been diabetic for nine years. And she goes, I've never seen anything like this. She says for somebody that's been diabetic for nine years and not on medication, because I had stopped the metformin, I had stopped the blood pressure medication and the cholesterol medication. And my cholesterol was still high, by the way, my cholesterol was still high and my blood sugar was still high. So I was basically an untreated diabetic with high blood sugars in the two, you know, two hundreds to three hundreds regularly and, um, and, and, you know, high cholesterol, uh, with high HCLs and is it HCLs. Yeah. That's the bad one, right? 
and, and high triglycerides. So mm-hmm. uh, the calcium score, I'm glad I had it done. And in fact, I'd recommend, you know, uh, even if you have to pay, I had to pay out of pocket for it, it was a hundred bucks, but it was an excellent test to have done. Uh, what the calcium score does is, is it identifies, they, my heart doctor told me that it's probably one of the most effective tests to identify whether you're in danger of having a heart attack because it will see whether you have calcium buildup in your arteries. And what she said was well, she said that my arteries were pristine. They were completely clear. I had zero plaque in my arteries. And I, by this time, I'd been on this, this uh, supplement for a few years. And, um, you know, so that was like, you know, amazing. So I was happy to hear that. And so, you know, I, and then about six months later, and it was always when I was talking about doing a book about my whistleblowing, <laughs> I end up going out to my car, reach under my door handle, and there's some sort of like, you know, wet gel or something under there. And, uh, you know, within three hours, I'm in the emergency room having neurological issues and having all the symptoms of a stroke. Um, again, went through a battery of tests. I went and saw one of the, cause this, this particular incident lasted for, you know, probably, uh, about a month. I kept having ataxia and, you know, where, you know, you move your finger across and one eye tracks it, but the other one was like slower and, I couldn't walk in a straight line. I kept, you know, leaning, falling to the right. And I had the speech problems, all of that kind of stuff. So, so I went and saw one of the, uh, you know, a neuro neurology specialist um, who specializes in strokes in uh, Washington, DC. And this guy, you know, he did every test, you know, on me that he could, you know, he did the EEG, he did the, uh, uh, what they call the ultrasound of your, of my carotid arteries, um, they did an MRA and an MRI, uh, both with and without contrast. Lo and behold, again, I come back in and he says, he says, I got to tell you, your arteries are beautiful. He says, these are like, you know, what I, I don't see normally. They're completely clear. All the brain arteries, everything completely clear. So, um, eventually, you know, I did talk to a poison specialist that named 14 different, you know, poisons that could have caused that, um, you know, that are colorless, uh, odorless, and that can be delivered, you know, by touch of skin, you know, absorbed right in through your skin. So, um, you know, I, I don't know to this day what, you know, what, what, it, what it was, but, uh, but it definitely caused some issues. But the bottom line is, you know, here I am healthy as a horse, essentially, I've got, you know, perfect arteries and veins, and uh, with no issues. So um, I credit it might have saved you. It, it probably did. It probably did because so it, you know, having my arteries constantly, you know, open and dilated is, is really a good thing. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I started getting back into herbs again. Um, I went out and I bought a, uh, back during the last um, uh, uh, scare of the SARS virus and, and all of that, I, I'd started getting back into herbs again. And um, so I remember, you know, Tamiflu, you know, you couldn't find it. it you know, everybody was selling out of it. Um, then they were talking about star anise, which star anise has shikimic acid in it. And while shikimic acid isn't exactly the same as Tamiflu, the fact is, is that they synthesize, you know, Tamiflu by using shikimic acid. So it is a, like a precursor and, and it's used in the chemical formation of Tamiflu. And, um, so, you know, there was already, you know, people that were talking about it. And I remember, you know, I went online, um, and this is kind of an important thing. So you'll hear a lot of things online about, 
you know, do this, take that, you know, and you can read these things in the books. And, and oftentimes you'll see, they'll say, oh, we, we don't guarantee this, or, you know, we're not making any medical claims. And the reason they do that is because uh, in order to make medical claims, you have to go through FDA approval and it's very costly. And, um, you know, and that's typically not done for, you know, just, you know, health products. It's done for pharmaceutical drugs. But the thing is, is um, I found this little secret out. And uh, when I started getting back into herbs, I started, you know, wanting to research these things because I got tired of going to my doctor, telling my doctor, I'm not taking your drug, I'm taking this herb instead and having him argue with me. So what I started finding out was that, you know, if you bring in a medical journal article and you print it out and hand it to him, he ain't going to argue with it anymore because now you have something, you know, that you've done that he hasn't done, which is actually researched the issue. Yeah. And so, so I started... That's right. So I started doing that and, you know, and, and, you know, maybe he won't listen to me, but he's going to listen to these scientists who have all signed their name, you know, on this journal article. So I found that if you go to scholar.google.com and you type in, and, and this is what I found works most effective for me. If there's an herb that you're interested in finding out what research has been done on it, you find the Latin name of that herb, you go to, um, you go to, uh, scholar.google.com and you type that in and see what research has been on it, done on it. And you'll find all of these medical journal entries. Some of them you can access, some of them you can't unless you're with the university or something, but, but there's a lot of them, especially the NIH ones that are completely open and to the public. And so you can read the research that is done. Now, some of it's hard to read and a lot of it doesn't make sense, but I've learned a lot of things in, in going through these and reading them. Um, you know, there's, some tests that they do on Wistar rats, they like to use a lot because I guess of some similarities with human genetics, but those studies are, are not human studies. And so you can't take the dosages, for example, that they're giving a Wistar rat and expect that that dosage is going to work on you for something. So there's some things like that, that, that are not so helpful, but there are other things that are very helpful when they do a, a, a placebo controlled double blind study involving, you know, a large number of human um, uh, trials, then it, it's absolutely a good test, you know, and that that's the kind of test that you want to see. Um, also, the other thing I found that's really good is meta studies. So meta studies is where there's a whole bunch of studies that have been done. And a bunch of doctors get all those studies together, and they find the commonalities in them. And then they, you know, so it's like some doctors, they all study curcumin and turmeric root, there's right 100,000 studies, and they take them all put them in, look for the yep the the ones that you know the things that are all the same and exactly that becomes like okay well this is kind of proving that this is going to work because fifty thousand studies says so that's right so here's this is the other thing that's important about all this and, and why this matters so what i discovered is that these drug companies they're often funding this research and what they're looking for and this blows my mind it'll say you'll see it it'll say study of Ayurvedic medicines, you know, that could potentially have, you know, uh, uh, efficacy for whatever, you know, and, or study of, of Chinese medicine uh, to find, you know, different herbs that could have efficacy for this. And, and so what you find is you find these that people- That could help you with arthritis or the herbs yeah. that could help you with yeah. a headache or that so, kind of stuff. So, so, the, so the, what their companies or these drug companies are doing is they, they basically- they go find what the Chinese already say 
fixes this or fixes that or what the you know indians because that's the ayurvedic medicine says fixes this or fixes that or what uh native american indians uh you know had said fixes this or that and what they do is they and they really focus a lot heavily on the chinese medicine because it's been around for so long and the ayurvedic medicine for the same reason it's well documented I mean, this is what they do in their countries. They don't use the pharmaceutical drugs like we do. Uh, they do for some things, but for the most part, what they're using is a lot of herbs. And what you find out is um, these guys, uh, they're, they're basically going and saying, okay, what, what is something that the Chinese are already using? Oh, they say this fixes, you know, this. All right, now we're going to take this herb. We're going to stick it through a spectrometer. We're going to basically isolate and identify every single chemical constituent that's in it. And then we're gonna test each individual constituent with a Petri dish of this bacteria or this, you know, whatever this virus to see if it affects it or with these cells to see if it, you know, does this or that. And this is how they find new drugs. So though they find new drugs doing this and then uh, what they do is so that they can patent it, okay? Because, you know, you can't necessarily patent something that exists in nature they synthesize it. They figure out a way to make one minor change to the molecule. And this is what I was talking about in that book, The Demon Under the Microscope. They make a, a, a small molecule, a molecular change to it, and they create something new. And now they have a drug that they can patent because they created it. The problem is, is that plants, okay, and this is really important, plants, especially those plants that grow in your own backyard, those plants are already, you know, in the same environment that you're in, they're already being exposed to the same bacteria, the same funguses, the same, uh, you know, pests and things like that, that, that you're being, you know, uh, accosted with the same pollutions and they're, and plants are like little chemical factories. So they, they've evolved, you know, over thousands of years of, of being in those environments to build up defenses against these different things. And it just so happens that, because man eats plants that we've evolved with those plants. And so oftentimes the plant doesn't have a side effect that a pharmaceutical drug has because they've messed with the, the molecule. And now that minor change to that molecule causes all these harmful side effects. Whereas the herb doesn't because we, we basically evolved with it. So it, it's kind of an interesting concept to think of, but you know, these plants are, are amazing and, uh, and they have some really, uh, amazing impact. So, so I, I have gotten to the point now where, I mean, I still, you know, will take pharmaceutical drugs for some things. Um, you know, there's certainly, uh, you know, there, there are certainly things that are, are beneficial for, um, because of the dosage amount. So like I could make, um, you know, I could make some of my own, you know, herbs that, that would do some of the things like say, okay, aspirin is a perfect example, right? So aspirin comes from the, the bark of the willow tree. You know, it's a, a, a white willow bark, a white willow bark. Yeah. So I have white willow trees growing on my property. All right. They're all over my hill. I got nine acres and it's all hardwoods and I've got white willow that's growing back there in various places. So I could make it myself, but the process is just cheaper for me to go down to the store and go buy it. Cause it's basically just made from the uh, acetic acid that's, you know, that, that's in it. So you're saying so, you just go down to the store and buy a supplement white willow bark. Well, no, I'll just go buy aspirin because it's basically the same thing. It's not, you know, that's you can, not, you, you, you can go buy just white willow bark. You know that, right? That's, that's true. That's true. So, but that, you know, these are the things that, you know, you have to determine for yourself whether you want to do or not is, you know, so like I found that, um, 
I could take, uh, I went out and I bought a, a chemistry set. Okay. Um, basically a steam distillation set. And the whole point of it is I wanted to make essential oils yeah. because oils are concentrated, right? Essential oils are concentrates and they're extremely expensive. And I found out why, because it takes a lot yeah. of biomass to create it. But one of the byproducts when it's creating the essential oil is hydrosols. And these hydrosols are like very finely mixed oil and water that doesn't separate anymore. And so like I can make rosemary and rosemary, I can, I can use a lot of it, make some essential oil and make a hydrosol. That hydrosol you can pour into a spray bottle, you know, a spray bottle. And now you can use it, you know, for my daughter's hair that's really gets tangled easily. Spray that in your hair and you can just run a brush right through it. So there's things that you can do like rose water. Uh, you can make, you know, a hydrosol with that. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things that you can do on your own and, it, and it's, you know, it's not for everybody, but I find it to be fun. Well, my, the other uh, thing too is like, you don't have to start with like making your own stuff. That's true. You know, you can just, uh, there's companies like ours that went out in nature, gathered it all up and put it in a bottle or a jar for you, just buy that. So yep. your buying dollars actually drive industry. So if you want to drive single molecule drugs, single molecule synthetic supplements, you can give your money there, but just know it's not going to work near as good. It will, right. it, will, it will reduce the symptom, but at the same time, it's going to reduce your immune system because there's side effects to come with this. So what I was taught was that when you go out to nature and you go and get uh, a, like you were talking earlier about vitamin D as an example, or, you know, for, for rickets or, you know, I was talking to a guy earlier today about, you know, the disease of scurvy, and the, the mm -hmm. sailors. Well, no, it's not a disease. They were vitamin C deficient, right? Pretty yep. simple. So when you look at vitamin C as an example, in nature, it comes with its full spectrum of phytonutrients, that's, that's right. bioflavonoids, cofactors. There's all this, it's just, it's like a, it's like a symphony orchestra. Okay. Imagine a beautiful symphony orchestra and the conductor's up there and he's got the woodwinds and he's got the horns, the flutes and the strings. And, and together you make beautiful music. And when you take that carbon-based herb, plant extract, root extract, bark extract, this type of thing, leaf extract, and bring it into the body, that goes, that carbon-based nutrient comes into your carbon-based body. And it's like a symphony orchestra and your body knows exactly what to do with it. And whatever it doesn't use, it discards and gets rid of. Now, yeah. what you were talking about is they, the pharmaceutical companies, they go to nature and like, Hey, this vitamin C is working over here. How can we make it and make money on it? So they, what they do is something, they patent it, or they'll just take it and they'll synthesize it one molecule out of these hundreds of thousands of molecules. And they find one that produces some result, example, ascorbic acid. If you look mm -hmm. at a vitamin C bottle in parentheses behind it, ascorbic acid, that's a synthetic version. And what you've got now is you have basically not a symphony orchestra, but you have, let's say a teenager that just went out and picked up an electric guitar and an amp and he plugs it in and he cranks it up. He's never played a guitar before and he just starts making a bunch of noise. And then you bring that into the body. The body's going to be like, oh my God, what are you doing? And the white blood cells are going to go crazy and they're going to start fighting off this invader, right? So that's the difference. So I just wanted to paint a picture there for people because it's really important. And then right now we're going to take a quick break. And then what I want to do when we finish up here, Nathan, is I want to go through some of the other herbs and stuff that you and your family and friends have been using in your life to improve your health. We'll be right back. 
Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm here with Nathan Kane, military veteran, systems analysis, uh, system science expert, uh, system science engineer, and a cybersecurity expert. You got a lot of uh, PhDs and all kinds of stuff behind your name there, dude. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you something. I don't have any college degrees. <laughs> but you know so. what the good news is? The good news is, is that you're into nature and you're into herbs. And um, That's right. And, and that's really good. And you've been healing yourself and your family since you were 14 of certain little ailments by these lowly little herbs that are growing outside around our house and in our streets and in our woods and, and on farms and stuff. It's pretty amazing. So, you know, we were just, we were just uh, wrapping up, but we we're talking about single molecule drugs versus full spectrum right. nature coming into the body. You wanted to finish commenting on that and then go, let's go into some of these sure. other things that you mentioned, like, uh, so, herbs so, that you guys are using your family. So one of the things that's interesting is that when you intake herbs that are whole herbs, um, like I said, there's all of these different chemical constituents that are in there. Um, by the way, a really good website for everybody to know is uh, you could look up um, a chemical database. I think it's called Dr. Duke's chemical database. Uh, and, and what it is, is he's taken just tons of different plants out there and put them through, you know, uh, mass uh, spectrometry. I know I'm saying that wrong. Um, spectrometry in order to identify all the different chemical constituents that are in it. But what's fascinating is that some of these chemical constituents matter. They matter on bioavailability or they help to boost the effectiveness of, you know, one of the, the chemicals that, you know, is helping to, you know, fight off a um, bacteria or something like that. Like vitamin and D for calcium. It, exactly. So you'll have all of these different things that are in there and they matter. And so when you separate those things out, you're losing that value. And it, and that even goes so far as to go, you know, one step further. And that's to say that, you know, even a, a whole herb just by itself might not be as effective as say a, you know, a salad of vegetables, right? So take turmeric, for example, we know from research that the curcumin that's uh, effective in turmeric um, is boosted and it's like over a hundred times the bioavailability, bioavailability by, by adding black pepper or pepperine, which is a chemical constituent of black pepper. When you, you know, eat a Indian dish that has a lot of turmeric in it, the likelihood of it having black pepper in it is also, you know, very great. And so, you know, they, they mix these things together in these different dishes. And so it has effects, you know, when you put certain things together in the same regard though, too, you also have to understand what you're putting in your body because some herbs can be dangerous. They can have interactions with other things. And, and that's an important thing for people to research and understand, uh, you know, you, you have to know if you're on say medications and, um, you know, you need to understand what you're taking and how it may impact or how, what kind of uh, adverse reactions it can have. So there are some herbs, for example, like slippery elm. Okay. 
which is an excellent drug for, you know, for all sorts of, of uh, bacterial infections and, and lung infections and things like that. But slippery elm is also uh, an abortifacient. So obviously, if you're a pregnant woman, you don't want to take, you know, a large dose of uh, slippery elm or it can cause a miscarriage. So there's things like that that it's very important. To, as well. Yep. Yep. So it's very important to understand these things. And um, so as you're, you know, experimenting with these different herbs, um, you know, which, you know, we all have the right to do, um, just be diligent and, and do a little bit of reading up on it and have it uh, There's a lot of really good herb books out there, Yeah, get a book. Um, you know, that will tell you, you know, don't take this if you're pregnant or, you know, don't take this if you're on this medication, so on and so forth. So, um, but uh, yeah, there's, it, it is amazing. You know, God created you know, all of this stuff and put it here for us. And, uh, and there's a scripture and, th and this was something that I remember in that book, um, uh, that I remember reading the herbalist. Uh, I, I, when I was young, I, I wasn't really a Christian or anything, um, at that age, but, you know, I mean, I, I knew about God. I, my parents sent me to Sunday school or whatever when I was a little kid. And, um, but I, I didn't really realize that, you know, there was something spiritual about herbs until I was reading the Bible and, um, and I saw, you know, it talks about, uh, that God gave us, you know, uh, the herbs basically for, you know, as medicine. And then you see a scripture in revelations where it talks about, uh, that the trees by the river of life, you know, would, would have medicine in their, in their leaves for us. And so, you know, we see it right in there. And, and I remember reading these things, by the way, in that book, they were like little subtitles at the beginning of each chap chapter. They had like a scripture verse that talked about it. Um, I remember one talking about, uh, you know, uh, avoid the cane, you know, from the, from the East or whatever. And it was talking about sugar, mm. you know, and, um, and the, you know, as it says, and this is what it says, it says it rots the bones. Interesting, you know? Um, so you know, these people in ancient times, they understood this stuff, you know, they, they, they got it. I mean, they had to live by, you know, herbs. They didn't have pharmaceutical drugs. They didn't have, you know, uh, health insurance and things like that. And so they had to live off of what they had available to them. Um, you know, the native Americans, the way they would figure out whether you could use something, you know, as a medicine or not, is they would watch what the animals did. You know, if an animal had diarrhea, what did it go eat? You know, if it was, uh, you know, sick, what did it, you know, what did it eat? Um, what would cause it to, you know, to, to throw up, you know, you, everybody's had a dog, I think where they see it eating grass and then they see the dog, you know, puking. And, and that's because the dog's ingesting an epicac. And so, uh, if you know, what's an epicac? Sure. So it's something that makes you vomit. And so when a dog's not feeling good and it's got to get whatever's in its stomach, maybe it ate something bad, you know, which dogs often do. It needs to get that out of its system. And so what they'll do is they will go and find specific types of grass. They don't eat just any old grass. If you'll notice a dog will walk around, he'll sniff the grass until he finds usually like a crab grass or something like that. And he'll eat that. And it's that that gives him, you know, that, that epicac, uh, you know, capability. So native Americans would sit there and watch, you know, animals and see what they would do. And that's how they learned some of this. You know, some of it they learn, you know, by smoking peyote or, you know, whatever else. Too, Trial but, and error. Uh, that's right, you know. But, uh, or or maybe trying something on, you know, like uh, one of the captives that they had, you know, found. Hey, let's try this on him and see if it kills him. You know, but uh, they, 
yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the stuff has been around for a long time. Gosh, I so, just want, I want our listeners to really think about that. It's like Western medicine's only been around a hundred or so years. I mean, that's right. It's, it's just, when you think about that compared to, you know, Chinese herbology, five, 10,000 years, same thing with Ayurvedic, Indian herbology, medicine, the Siddhar healers over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Native Americans. Then you've got the Aboriginals over in Australia. Oh they're, yeah, they're, they're keeping their stuff. Uh, that that you know that continent's like a million years older, and yeah. you know they're keeping all that stuff close to their chest because they don't want the pharmaceutical companies to come start raping and pillaging their land. Yeah. But when you look at all that stuff, we're talking thousands of years of trial and error. They already they know. I mean, there's there's doctors over in China, the Chen family, that they have broken into different pods. Of, of healing, basically, they're known as natural, national, excuse me, national treasures. Mm. In fact, one of the grandfathers over there wanted to leave China and come to Canada, and they didn't want him to let him go. They're like, you can't leave. They, like, yeah. they, 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 they wouldn't let him leave. And then finally, some of them came over. And I learned about them because I had a, a friend of mine, Carmine, who had severe hemorrhoids. There's a couple of different kinds of hemorrhoids, the ones on the inside and the ones on the outside. He had both. And when he went to the Hippocrates Health Institute, that's where we connected, like I did, and got on, you know, cleaning up, detoxing, natural foods, sprouts, juice, green juices, all this stuff. He said his hemorrhoids symptoms got about 50% better, but, you know, pooping razor blades every day in his 50s, oh. being, being a successful entrepreneur, it's like the money, Tim, all of a sudden met was meaningless because I was, and I understand, like when I pooped, it was a level six to seven on the pain scale, followed by blood for two and a half years. That's how I got into this too. But Carmine's was every worse. His was like a 10 out of 10 pain. Yeah. Blades, right? Terrible. So he ends up finding this the, up in at Toronto, the Chen family. And the, this, the grandson, uh, one of the, you know, thousands of years, great, 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 great grandfather passing all this information down. They start training their, their kids at 14. And then by the time they're, you know, 24, these kids are teaching medical doctors and people in their fifties and sixties, how to do stuff. Yeah. Like, but this, this one little branch of them specialized in hemorrhoids well, and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll heal you. No problem. And they, they did all this stuff and he healed his hemorrhoids, like healed that, his hemorrhoids up. That's right? the thing that, that to me is, is, is amazing is, you know, we look, I'm not going to, you know, bash, Western medicine, you know, entirely, we have the best trauma surgery in the world. I yeah. mean, if my arm gets cut off, I probably, you know, this is where I want to live is in America where they can reattach it, you know, and I actually could, you know, possibly save my arm. Um, you know, they, they have amazing uh, surgical capabilities uh, because of technology and, yeah, man. and all of that. But, but I'll tell you for when it comes to treating disease, I, I think America's really behind uh you know a lot of the other parts Dude, of the it's, world. it's it's so it's so bad and yeah. like we I, i'm glad you said that because it's like we don't want people thinking that we're bashing doctors doctors and nurses are the good boys and girls in this equation that yeah. signed up to do what they did because they really wanted to help people but the system is broken and yeah. the standard american or diet is feeding into the western um uh business of medicine and the western business of a medicine yeah was born out of wartime crisis care. So like you said, you get your arm blown off, you get shot in the guts, right. you get stabbed, you know, they're going to help you out. They're crisis management, but crisis <laughs> management doesn't work really good yeah. when you're 50 pounds overweight and no. you have hypertension. And it took you 12, you know, 20 years to get that way. So it's, that's another thing to keep in mind too. 
like I, I realize, you know, my 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 fatty liver, for example, okay, uh, which is really at the root cause of my diabetes. Um, it took 30 years of eating the wrong way to get there. And so, you know, I'm correcting things slowly and I realize it's going to take a while. It's going to yeah. take, I don't expect immediate results. Like some things like the blood pressure was immediate, yeah. but the blood sugar, my blood sugars are getting better. I'd like my, to help you with that. If you, if, if you want, I would, if you, if you want, I would love to help you and then have you to. back on in six yeah. months in the year and you could say, Hey, let's hey, it's my test. Did this work? Yep. Cause we work with people so, that all the time. Cause I, I was like, God, see what I see you are doing is you have this lifestyle going on over here. Yeah. You've used <laughs> herbs to help you. And I I've done this. I've used herbs and all kinds of stuff like to yeah. counterbalance stuff. I know if I don't get enough sleep, I can do this, this, and this, and I can get through the day and, Oh yeah. Wow. You have amazing energy. And it's like, well, yeah, cause I have all these hacks, but the reality is if I keep doing that, there's going to yeah. be a breakdown. So that's right. you know, there's that's some right. things under the, you know, sub basement that I'd like to talk to you about. Cause I know yeah. you, you still have high blood sugar. Oh yeah. My blood sugar is still high. It's not as high. In fact, okay. um, you right. know, it's, so it's we can, better. we can talk more about that, but what, what it normally is it's, it's a fat problem. That's the issue. Yeah. You know, the oh, fat yeah. around the cells is not good. And we need to re right. recalibrate that lipid membrane so that the blood, the sugar yeah. in the blood can get in there. That's why you have high blood sugar because it can't get into the cell. Right. So it took me a long time to understand this. And, and this is something that, you know, I learned recently, like within the last year or two, um, you know, I think it was Dr. Mike Fong, I think, uh, put out a book on intermittent fasting, for example. And, Powerful you know, stuff. Yeah, it is. So, you know, what I found out was that, uh, you know, having a, a, basically these layers of fat around the liver, my liver basically has no room at all for storing sugar. So because it can't store sugar, mm -hmm. you know, turning it into, I can't remember if it's glycogen or glycogon, but um, one's in the pancreas, one's in the liver. But bottom line is, is, is when you have excess sugar, your body first tries to put it, you know, into the liver. And uh, then once there's no more room there, it starts storing it, you know, so it'll store it in the muscles, it'll store it in the liver, those are okay places for it to store. Um, but then it starts storing it, you know, in your belly, your you know, and that's why you see, yeah, around your organs, the subcutaneous fat. And, uh, and that's the dangerous fat, you know, and, and the problem is, is that, um, you know, to get rid of that, it's hard to do. It's really, really hard. It's very hard to access that. You kind just of need fat. a key to unlock it, brother. You have some yeah. keys to unlock that stuff. There you, is, there you'll, is. You'll be able to do it. We'll show you. So that's good. Well, that's exciting. So let's wrap up here. Let's talk about um, red raspberry leaf and red clover. So that was one of those herbs that I found um, was in multiple, multiple books. Um, and that's another thing too. When you see something that pops up in multiple places, uh, you know, you know, it's been time tested and a lot of people have used it and, you know, there's no reason to really, you know, doubt it's, it's uh, effectiveness, but red raspberry leaf and red clover have been a treatment for um, for menstrual cramps for women for many, many, many years. I mean, this is like thousands of years they've known mm -hmm. this. And uh, and it's also been a treatment for pregnant women as well uh, to help ease uh, uh, birthing and delivery and to you know, help uh, reduce the pain and the contractions and stuff. So um, it's it's it, it aids to the, it aids the vitality of, uh, you know, the female, um, reproductive system. And it's just overall a really good herb for women to take. Um, interestingly enough too, you know, uh, th there's, there's a lot of, uh, of herbs that have 
you know, benefits that are some that are better for women than there are for men. Like ginseng, for example, is amazing, you know, for men. Uh, it benefits men in so many different ways. And it's so much so that there's a black market in the United States because ginseng, the kind of ginseng that's the best really grows here. And uh, it grows in the, you know, actually. It's like North part. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the East. I remember a friend of mine telling me about that. The, 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 he was talking to this like guy who was a master Chinese herbalist, thousands yep. of years of lineage and apprenticeship. And he's like, oh, ginseng, very good for male, male, good, very good. And yeah. he's like, and, he's and like it's oh, funny yeah, because... ginseng from China. And he's like, no, no, best in the United States, uh, North, yep. North Carolina. And he's like, what? North Carolina? Yes. They have a huge black market. In fact, I mean, these guys, you know, they go out and they poach this stuff because yep. they're only allowed to mm -hmm. collect it during certain times of year and you got to get a license for it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it really, it only grows in very specific places. And, um, uh, and, and it has uh, amazing properties that are really good for, you know, the vitality of men and for our reproductive system. And in fact, it's interesting because when you look at a ginseng root, it looks, it's shaped like a man, yeah. you know, it's, it's got like two legs, two arms, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, and on that note too, right? The pomegranate, pomegranate is one of those things that's really, really good for uh, for females' reproductive systems. And when you cut it open, what does it look like? It looks like an ovary, right? You know, it's got all these seeds in there and everything. And it's just, it's funny. That, by the way, was one of the ancient ways that they used to. Um, you know, some people will call it quack scientists or science, but but here's the thing: if you think about it, right? Structures, physical structures, matter. So if you have a physical structure in a plant that's similar to a physical structure of a human organ, uh, would it not make sense that, you know, certain chemicals that are created by that plant might be beneficial for that structured organ? Well, we just have so, to have first person experience. Yeah. So everything that we talked about today, I just kind of want to wrap up with this um, umbrella comment. Okay. You just mentioned something about ginseng mm -hmm. and we just talked about the best ginseng is in North America, specifically in North United States and North Carolina, right? That's yeah. where it's at. And so herbs, natural foods, barks, all these kind of things, all this stuff is great. It's fantastic, but it's all about the quality of the ingredients, That's right. right? What was the yeah. quality of the soil it was grown in? Was it grown in its native environment? Is it wild crafted? Was it hybrid? You got to look at this stuff. And this like, and this is for me, like becoming a label reader, we talked about this when we chatted a couple of days ago is that not only do the ingredients matter and where they're sourced and the, and how they're, how they're um, manufactured and processed, you know, but also what are the other ingredients, right? Mm, yeah. So guys always remember no magnesium stearate, no silicon dioxide, no dicalcium phosphate. These are things that you want to really look out for. I was just reading the label off of our green 85 juice formula. Look out for these things. Remember, silicon dioxide is a level three toxin on the EPA's toxin list. So if you're going to go out, you can, you and I, let's say you and I decide, hey, we're going to create a, a ginseng product for men. And then we send it off to a lab and then they put silicon dioxide in there. Mm -hmm. I personally wouldn't take that product, even if that's the best ginseng in the world, because why would I want to put cat poop in a brownie recipe in, <laughs> in my mouth? Right. I'm not doing it. Right. So let's just yeah. get the good, get the good stuff and make sure there isn't this other crap. That's in right. Okay, they, just... they put these things in there as binders. And, and the reason I know this is because at one point I was making my own um, herbal tablets for my son for anxiety uh, with mm -hmm. rosemary acid, which is uh, from basically extract of lemon balm. And the, the problem is, is that when you try to compact 
these pills, right? They don't compact very well. You know, if, you know, if you're using capsules, it's a different story, but if you're trying to make like a tablet, you need a binder. And then in order to get it so that it looks shiny, they use the magnesium stearate, you know, to kind of give it a hard coating on the You know outside. what else they do for that shellac yeah. sometimes? Mm -hmm. Beetle wings. Oh, gosh. They harvest the beetle, the inner leaf, of the, their inner wing of the beetle, and they cover supplements with right. beetle wings. Well, it's so this is, this is why some people, I think, have allergies to, you know, these types of things because it's, the, it's these excess ingredients that they're throwing in there. So, it's, dude, it's crazy. Think yeah. about that beetle wings. And what's if you're if you're consuming vanilla ice cream, you're you're getting like um, a, a like an anal gland from a beaver. Yes. Yeah. If it's if it's uh, if it's artificial, um, artificial uh, vanilla and which most time it is. Yeah, that's crazy. We could see we could start a business. It'd be <laughs> be beaver butt vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Nathan and Tim's beaver butt ice cream. Come get yours now. You know, it's like get a double scoop. Yeah. Think about that. Guys, look at this stuff. I mean, if you're just grabbing some ice cream on a soft serve and it's it's artificial, you're mm -hmm. literally drinking the anal secretions from a beaver. Beaver. They, they do this with uh I, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a there's a red beetle that they they dry and they crush it into a powder, and that powder is used to to color things, right? So a lot of like foods that have coloring, red coloring in them, um, that coloring is coming from a beetle that is red. Uh, it starts with a C. I can't remember the name of it, but it they they basically breed these things, they dry them, and then they uh, crush them into a powder. And um, I know that they've used these things as color enhancers for strawberries, for example. Uh, this is why when you when you get something, you know, and, and here's the thing, so it's a bug, meaning it came from nature. So this is why you can't always trust something that says organic because, you know, they could say, oh, this is organic because it's from nature, <laughs> but it's a bug that, you know, was never meant to be ingested in large, you know, consumed uh, in large amounts in your body. And, and so you're oftentimes what happens is people have allergic reactions, not to the fruit, not to the, you know, to the other ingredients in the product, but to these weird, you know. Um, well, just keep in mind too, bugs have parasites in them. That's right. Think about that. And the the um, bug you're talking about, it's I can't even pronounce the damn thing. It's uh, cochineal. That's it. Yep. Or it's it's uh, yeah cochineal, and it's a uh, dactylopus coccus. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me drag it over here and see if I can find a um, a good photo of it. But you know, and I it's can't. Just, and, and you can find out. I can't remember which one it is, but you know the different red colors, the red food colorings. One of those red food colorings is made from that, so I can't that remember is which disgusting. one. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is this will this will get you. Here, <laughs> let me let me let me switch screen. It's just it's so ironic. Hey, where did the picture go? Let me go back. Um, I had I had this beautiful picture here. Um, where can I? Oh, I'll just I'll just let me share screen for the people, YouTube and that kind of stuff. You see this? Cochineal oh, carmine food grade it's food grade uh, looks we'll like grind. a tick man <laughs> yeah, we'll, grind, we'll, we'll grind them up and, and we'll put them in your oh there we go let's hey there he is he's in heinz tomato ketchup yo play oh, uh yogurt looks like a uh, strawberry or strawberry yep i told you they use it it's in, your, it's in your starbucks frappuccino coffee lovers beware i mean I yeah so 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 there yeah, was a this, dude rapid pest solutions are you one of those people that starts their morning with a cup of joe or maybe a drink of coffee by the pot? 
Whether you enjoy a cup once in a while or mainline coffee all the day, you're going to want to read this. You might be getting more than you bargained for when you load up on caffeine. Okay, here it is. Pre-ground coffee may contain ground-up cockroaches. Oh, yes, God. it's sad but true. The FDA's own studies show that 10% of green coffee beans and sometimes more become infested with roaches and other insects. Oh, God. Oh, that, now, well, okay, that, you know that, what? That's it, man. <laughs> it's going to be whole whole bean coffee from now on. Look at this, dude. And then it's like, <laughs> and then, then he goes on. That's just a little bonus for you guys. Um, foods covered with the cochineal extract or carmine dyes. And you can see it right there, cochineal extract. And it's like, there's your Starbucks frappuccino there, right? Right, cochineal. Somebody probably reads this and thinks, oh, you know. Yeah, right there. See, malic acid. And this is carmine for color, right? Carmine (laughs) for color. You read carmine for color. My friend's name is Carmine. But you wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) think that a damn beetle. Look at that. When you put a beetle next to the Heinz tomato ketchup bottle and the Yoplait and the Starbucks thing, that's all of a sudden it's like, what the? I mean, okay. If this doesn't like wake people up, I mean, it's like, and I have so many examples of this dude. Like I have so many examples. I did a thing on Easter eggs one time and it's like all the red dye, you know, blue dye 40 and yellow dye five and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. They cause cancer, right? I mean, it's it's insane. But anyway, dude, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I want to thank you for sharing your, um, your story and your history. I want to thank you for your service to our country and what you've done and what you've went through and, I mean, I had no idea it was that bad. I mean, getting raided is bad enough, but, you know, getting poisoned um, a couple of times, yeah. that's not cool at all. So thank God that you have all these natural herbs. Um, I hope that you and your family stay protected. And I hope that you can uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing good work and that you have a long, healthy, vibrant life and that you keep learning more about natural herbal remedies. You are an inspiration to a lot of people out there. And again, you don't have to be a system science expert or excuse me, a system science engineer or a cybersecurity expert to get into herbs. I mean, everybody can get into this stuff. That's right. That's everybody. Right. You know, the Hippocrates Health Institute was started by a gal named Ann Wigmore. Her grandmother was a, uh, or surrogate grandmother was the village healer over there. And yeah. not only healing people in the village, but at times of war, she was helping mend up people and soldiers in war. So a little Ann learned that stuff. When she came to the United States, she barely spoke English, dude. She barely spoke English. She healed herself twice, once from a buggy and carriage accident back when she was like 18. Her legs were mangled up. They were going to saw her legs off, and but they couldn't get her in for like two weeks at the hospital at Mass General. So she sat on a park bench all day when her parents were running a um, bakery, and then she would chew the grass, suck the juice of the grass down, and then pack her wounds on her legs with the, with the, with the poultice that she'd chewed up in the grass, wow. and she heals her legs. Fast forward, she gets on the standard Mm -hmm. American diet, similar story to yours. So it kind of heal early, gets off of it, standard American diet, and then comes back to herbs and stuff, heals herself of stage four colon cancer. And then that's what started the Hippocrates Health Institute. And then here you are, you know, here I am years later going with my buddy, he gets cancer, he heals himself. I heal myself, all my problems, my bleeding, you know, poop show and um, my leaky gut and all the problems I had. And, and here we are today right? Talking about herbs, herbs and nature have been around for billions of years. Okay. Nature's got it figured out. Um, and then we've had a lot of human beings for a long time, 10, five, 10,000 years have, have, have figured out all these beautiful things that nature have given us and how we can make teas and make soups and put them in our foods. And you can capsulate your, do your own stuff and, and make essential oils and do all these kind of things to heal. And, um, and uh, it's just it's just the best way to go. The, the side effects are, are are just 
hardly any, um, as long as you get what's right. You just have to be careful. Like you can go eat one mushroom and it's good for eating and another one will kill you. So That's you can't right. be stupid yeah. about it. Mushrooms are a little on the dangerous side. There's a couple of mushrooms that are easy to identify, but others that are. Yeah, we know, pick a lot. Morels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, morels are a good one because it's <laughs> they kind of look unique. So yeah, but anyway, I found, dude, some, think... I found some lions, man, this year. Which was oh, cool. cool. That's pretty cool. Well, dude, uh, brother, I appreciate you for coming on. Hopefully, um, uh, we can connect. And I'd really like to talk to you about your um, your blood sugar issues and yeah, get that talk. get that corrected. Um, I love to give back to the to what you've done for our country. And then um, for those of you listening around the world, we really appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, uh, sharing this video, subscribing. Um, and hopefully you like the content. Uh, we're pretty much straight shooters over here. We're just, uh, you know, people that are, you, you know, my whole life is like a living laboratory now. So like if I find I, I'm like testing stuff on myself all the time, my coaches are testing. We actually have a private group coaching community now. And then those people they do a lot of the stuff that we do. So we have this living laboratory going on right now, which is really cool. And uh, you can feel free to uh, check that out. Our website at chemicalfreebody.com. And um, you can click on the coaching tab and there's a thing that says private group coaching community. You can add that to cart. Or if you just want to try some of our products, I always tell people like we have quite a few products. You can just go to the products tab and then scroll down to the savings bundles, pick a savings bundle that you like, um, get a discount and, um, and then, and then tr and try out our products, you know, and you can start with a little jumpstart bundle, or you can go all the way in and do the total energy and detox bundle, which I do. And I also take our turmeric product now because it's a, it's our, it's our first micronized tincture. Uh, actually this has become our number three seller in five in five months. I don't even have a video done on it yet, but well, you were talking about turmeric earlier. Turmeric is amazing. It, it has this yeah, one, my, dude, go ahead. My mom, um, I put her on a, a high dose of turmeric, um, when uh, she had colon cancer, uh, because one of the things that turmeric had been found in several studies is that uh, it causes uh, basically bad cancer cells to kill themselves. So they call that apoptosis. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it interacts with these, you know, malformed cells and, and causes them to, you know, what they call cellular program death or whatever. So yeah. it, it's, it's amazing. But, um, you know, and, yeah. and granted, she, you know, she was not just doing that. She was doing you know, chemo and, and um, uh, radiation and treatment because she had a very uh, high stage. Um, I think it was uh, uh, stage four. Yeah. But uh, she's totally healed. And the amazing thing is, is one of the things that they found about turmeric that was amazing is that it had the ability to repair cells. And so um, where she had her, her tumor, uh, the doctor was extremely concerned and worried that she was going to have to have surgery because of the radiation and the chemo treatment, uh, particularly the radiation that, that once it dissolved the tumor, they were worried that there was going to be a big hole left there and yeah. she was going to have to have surgery. Yep. But, um, the doctor was amazed because, and, 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 you know, she talked to the doctor about it and doctor said, yeah, absolutely. If you want to take turmeric with it, there's no problem with that. And so she took, uh, the turmeric and when, um, she went in for her last checkup, uh, doc said, you know, there's no damage. There's no hole there. We're yeah. like totally shocked. I mean, all the tissue looks like healthy tissue. So that was pretty cool. And I count, you know, I credit uh, the turmeric for that. Yeah. And what, I, what I'm excited about our turmeric is that there's no black pepper needed. That's the thing. This is not going through the digestive tract. It's actually um, absorbed through the mucous membrane in the mouth. And then it's, it's so small microscopically that it actually goes to the blood brain barrier. So anyway, you guys check that stuff out. I think this is the first time I've ever like 
plugged our products. I mean, I know we have commercials and stuff that you guys hear when you're listening to the darn thing, but man, we have just been getting a flood of new people coming in and uh, getting results on the products. Um, I just had like this gal um, today, um, look up my, my phone. I just got a text. I should have pulled this up or I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, where was it at here? This gal, um, man, I get a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of text. And she said, if I can find the darn thing, well, I'll just have to, I'll just have to summarize it. Anyway, she said, the, oh, here it is. Um, hey, Tim, doing great with my cleanse. I can't thank you enough for your help. I finally found the info on my computer. So she joined our, actually our private group coaching community and she's doing the liver gallbladder flush because she had a, um, uh, a gallbladder issue and this the prognosis was get the gallbladder removed and she didn't want to do it. She heard me talking on somebody else's podcast about the liver gallbladder flush. So she started cleaning out her gut, doing gut detox or toxin detox, getting on her greens and stuff. She says, PS, I love the turmeric and the green 85 have a, a great holiday weekend. Um, pretty cool stuff. So we get that stuff in all the time. And if you're dealing with health issues, um, you want to be healthier. You're an athlete. You want to take your performance to the next level. You want to lose a few pounds, get off medications anywhere in between. Again, we're not doctors, but we will. We I promise you that the ingredients in our products are 100% nature. There's no other crap or additives. And we have a doctor. Our stuff, Dr. Scott Treadway formulates all of our products. And I work with him on it. This isn't just like random stuff. This is, you know, he actually studied over in uh, Ayurvedic um, uh, thousands of years of apprenticeship in India and then came over to the States and then had a clinical practice seeing patients for 10 years. And then he decided to help more people. He would become a formulator. Now he's formulator for 17 of the top supplement companies in the world and primarily working with us now, um, which is really cool. So we have somebody really good behind the scenes that's smart and healthy in the seventies. You should see his skin, Nathan. His skin looks like he's 35. It's pretty impressive. So he has the results. He knows what he's talking about. He's walking the walk and we want to help guide you and lead you and baby step you um, back to health or to better health or to better performance in sporting events um, and to heal if that's what you're looking to do and become um, uh, you know partners in your healing journey. So until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll see you again real soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 